guys. So last episode, we left it at the part one where Aphrodite had a super like awkward conversation with Percy. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens next. What did she want with you? Bianca asked when she once I told them about Aphrodite. Uh, not sure. I lied. She said to be careful in her husband's junkyard. She said not to pick anything up. Zoe narrowed her eyes. The goddess of love would not make a special trip to tell you that. Be careful, Percy. Aphrodite had led many heroes astray. For once, I agree with Zoe. Thalia said, you can't trust Aphrodite. Grover was looking at me funny, being emphatic and all. He could usually read my emotions, and I got the feeling he knew exactly what Aphrodite had talked to me about. So, I said anxious to change the subject. How do we get out of here? That way. So, I said, that is the best. How can you tell? In the light of the full moon, I was surprised how well I could see her roll her eyes at me. Also, Major is in the north, she said, which means that must be west. She pointed west and added another constellation, which was hard to make out because there were so many other stars. Oh, yeah, I said the bad thing. Zoe looked offended. Show some respect. It was a fine bear, a worthy opponent. You act like it was real? Guys, Grover broke and look. We reached the crest of a junk mountain. Piles of metal objects glinted in the moonlight. Broken heads of bronze horses. Metal legs from human statues. Smashed chariots. Tons of shields and swords and other weapons. Along with more modern stuff. Like cars that gleamed gold and silver. Refrigerators, washing machines and computer monitors. Whoa, Bianca said, that stuff. Some of it looks like real gold. It is. Helia said grimly, like Percy said, don't touch anything. This is the junkyard of the gods. Junk. Grover picked up a beautiful crown made of gold, silver, and jewels. It was broken on one side as if it had been split by an axe. You call this junk? He bit off a point and began to chew. This is delicious. Helia spattered the crown away from his hands. I'm serious. Look, Bianca said. She raced down the hill, tripping over bronze coins and golden plates. She picked up a she picked up a bow that looked silver in the moonlight. A hunter's bow. She yelped in surprise as the bow began to shrink and became a hair clip shaped like a crescent moon. It's just like Percy Swan. Zoe's face was grim. Leave it, Bianca. But it is here for a reason. Anything thrown away in the junkyard must stay in this yard. It is defective or cursed. Bianca reluctantly set the hair clip down. I don't like this place, Thalia said. She gripped the shaft of her spear. You think we're going to get attacked by killer refrigerators? I asked. She gave me a hard look. Zoe is right, Percy. Things get thrown away here for a reason. Now come on, let's get across the yard. That's the second time you've agreed with Zoe, I muttered, but Thalia ignored me. 
We started picking our way through the hills and valleys of Gianca. Stuff seemed to go on forever if it hadn't been for Ursa Major. We would have got lost. All the hills pretty much looked the same. I'd like to say we left the stuff alone, but there was too much cool junk not to check out some of it. I found an electric guitar shaped like Apollo's lyre, which was so sweet I had to pick it up. Grover found a broken tree made out of metal. It had been chopped to pieces, but some of the branches still had golden birds in them, and they were and they whirled around when Grover picked them up, trying to flap their wings. Finally, we saw the edge of the junkyard about half a mile ahead of us, the lights of a highway stretching through the desert. But between us and the road, what is that? Bianca gasped. Ahead of us was a hill much bigger and longer than the others. It was like a metal messer, the size of a football field and as tall as goalposts. At one end of the messer was a row of ten thick metal columns wedged tightly together. Bianca frowned. They look like toes, Grover said. Bianca nodded. Really, really large toes. Zoe and Thalia exchanged nervous looks. Let's go around. Thalia said, far around. But the road is right over there, I protested. Quicker to climb over. Ping. Thalia hefted his spear and Zoe drew her bow. But then I realized it was only Grover. He had thrown a piece of scrap metal at the toes and hit one, making a deep echo as if the column were hollow. Why did you do that? Zoe demanded. Grover cringed. I don't know. I, I, I don't like fake feet. Come on. Taylor looked at me. Around. I didn't argue. The toes were starting to freak me out too. I mean, who sculpts three metal tall... Uh, metal toes, and uh, sticks them out in the junkyard. After several minutes of walking, we finally stepped onto the highway and abandoned but well-lit stretch of black tarmac. We made it out, Zoe said, thank the gods. But apparently the gods didn't want to be thanked. At that moment, I heard a sound like a thousand trash compactors crushing metal. I whirled around. Behind us, the scrap mountain was boiling, rising up. The ten toes tilted over, and I realized why they looked like toes. They were toes. The thing that rose from the metal was a bronze giant in full Greek battle armor. He was impossibly tall, a skyscraper with legs and arms. He gleamed wickedly in the moonlight. He looked down at us, and his face was deformed. The left side was partially melted off. His joints creaked with rust, and across his armor's armored chest, written in thick dust, was some giant finger with the words, Wash me! Talos! Zoe gasped. Now, for those of you wondering, who's Talos? He was like this Greek metal security guard, I guess. I, you can't say that. He, um, I guess those who have heard the story of Theseus and the Minotaur, huh? So, like, Talos was the bronze giant who guarded Crete. And he's, he, uh, I guess he roamed the island every day, something, and ships used to pass. 
and he used to like do something but this like it's a brief history about Talos like he was a kind of a security guard for Crete and I guess this is not the real Talos because come on he's half defect he wouldn't be in a junkyard come on I mean those things were so cool okay <clears throat> Who's Talos? I stuttered. One of Hephaestus' creations, Thalia said, but that can't be the original. It's too small. A prototype, maybe. A defective model. The metal giant did not like the word defective. He moved one hand to his spore belt and drew his weapon. The sound of it coming out of, the sh- out of its sheath was a horrible metal screeching against metal. The blade was 30 meters long, easy. It looked rusty and dull, but I didn't figure that... That mattered. Getting hit with that thing would be like getting hit with, with a battleship. Somebody took something, Zoe said. Who took something? She stared accusingly at me. I shook my head. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a thief. Bianca didn't say anything. I could sh- I could swear she looked guilty, but I didn't have time to think about it because the giant defective Talos took one step towards us, closing half the distance and making the ground shake. Run, Grover yelled in the great advice, except that it was hopeless. At a leisurely stroll, this thing could outdistance us easily. We split up, the way we'd done with the Nemean lion. Thalia drew her shield and held it up like she ran down the highway. The giant swung his sword and took out a row of power lines with exploding sparks and scattered across Thalia's path. Zoe's arrows whistled towards the creature's face but shattered harmlessly against the metal. Grover brayed like a baby goat and went climbing up a mountain of metal. Bianca and I ended up next to each other, hiding behind a broken chariot. You took something? I said, the bow. No, she said, but her voice was quivering. Give it back, I said. Throw it down. I didn't take the bell. Besides, it's too late. What did you take? Before she could answer, I heard a massive creaking noise and a shadow blotted out the, blotted out the sky. Move, I tore down the hill. Bianco right behind me as the giant's foot smashed a crater in the ground where we'd been hiding. Hey, Talos, Grover yelled, but the monster raised his sword, looking down at Bianca and me. Grover played a quick melody on his pipes. Over at the highway, the drowned power lines began to dance. I understood that what Grover was going to do a split second before it happened. One of the poles with power lines still attached flew towards Talos's uh, back leg and wrapped around the calf. The line sparked and sent a jolt of electricity up the giant's backside. Talos whirled around, creaking and sparking. Grover had brought, bought us a few seconds. Come on, I told Bianca, but she stayed frozen. From her pocket, she brought a small metal figurine, a statue of a god. It, it was for Nico. It was the only statue he didn't have. How can you think of my magic at a time like this? I said. There were tears in her eyes. Throw it down, I said. Maybe the giant will leave us alone. She dropped it reluctantly, but nothing happened. The giant kept coming after Grover. It stabbed its sword into a junk hill, missing Grover by a meter or so. But scrap metal made an avalanche over him, and then I couldn't see him anymore.
No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She pointed her spear, and a blue arc of lightning shot out, hitting the monster in his rusty knee, which buckled. The giant collapsed, but immediately started to rise again. It was hard to tell if he could feel anything. There weren't any emotions in his half-melted face, but I got the sense that it was a, it was about as ticked off as a twenty-story-tall metal warrior could be. He raised his foot to stomp, and I saw the sole was threaded like a bottom of a trainer. There was a hole in his heel, like a large manhole, and there were red, red words painted around it, which I deciphered only after the foot came down. For maintenance only. Crazy idea time, I said. Bianca looked at me nervously. Anything. I told her about the maintenance hatch. There may be a way to control this thing, switches or something. I'm going to get inside. How? You'll have to stand under its foot. You'll be smashed. Distracted. I said, just, I'll just have to make the time right. Bianca's jaw tightened. No, I'll go. You can't. You knew at this. You'll die. It's my fault the monster came at us, she said. It's my responsibility. Here, she picked up the little god statue and pressed it into my head. If anything happens, give that to Nico. Tell him. Tell him I'm sorry. Bianca, No. But she wasn't waiting for me. She charged at the monster's left foot. Thalia had its attention for the moment. She learned that the giant was big but slow. If you could stay close to it and not get smashed, you could run around it and stay alive. At least it was walking so far. Bianca got right to the giant's foot, trying to balance herself on the metal scraps that swayed and shifted with his weight. Zoe yelled, What are you doing? So Zoe actually said the word you, that's, that's, I mean, she's beginning to learn the new English and not saying die. I guess Tillium is relieved. Get it to raise its foot, she said. Zoe shot an arrow towards the monster's face and it flew straight into one nostril. The giant straightened and shook his head. Hey, junk boy, I yelled down here. I ran up to his big toe and stabbed it with Riptide. The magic blade cut a gash in the bronze. Unfortunately, my plan worked. Talos looked down at me and raised his foot to squash me like a bug. I didn't see what Bianca was doing. I had to turn and run. The foot came down right behind me. I was knocked into the air. I hit something hard and sat up dazed. I had been thrown into an Olympus air refrigerator. The monster was about to finish me off as Grover somehow dug himself out of the junk pile. He played his pipes frantically and his music sent another power line pole whacking against Talos's thigh. The monster turned. Grover should have run, but he must have been too exhausted from the effort of so much magic. He took two steps, fell, and didn't get back up. Grover! Thelia and I both ran towards him, but I knew it would be too late. The, gro- the monster uh, raised his sword to smash Grover. Then, he froze. Talos cocked his head to one side, like he was hearing strange new music. He started moving his arms and legs in weird way, doing the funky chicken. He made a fist and punched him in the face. Oh my god. Go, Bianca! I yelled. Zoe looked horrified. She's inside? The monster staggered around, and I realized we were still in danger. Thalia and I grow, uh, grabbed Grover and ran with him towards the highway. Zoe was already ahead of us. She yelled, How will Bianca get out? 
The giant hit itself in the head again and dropped his sword. A shudder ran through his whole body, and he staggered towards the power lines. Look out, I yelled, but it was too late. The giant's anchor snared the lines, and blue flickers of electricity shot up his body. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, I don't... Oh my god. I hope the inside were insulated. I had no idea what was going on in there. The giant... Oh my god, god, I can't... Guys, I can't read anymore. Oh my god. The giant screamed back into the junkyard and his right hand fell off, landing in the scrap metal with a horrible clang. His left arm came loose too. He was falling apart at the joints. Talos began to run. Wait, Zoe yelled. We ran after him, but there was no way we could keep up. Pieces of robot kept falling off, getting in our way. The giant crumbled from the top down, his head, pieces of his chest. Finally, his torso and legs collapsed. When we reached the wreckage, we searched frantically, yelling Bianca's name. We crawled around in the vast hollow chest pieces and legs in the torso. We searched until the sun started to rise, but no luck. So I sat down and wept. I was stunned to see her cry. Thalia yelled in rage and impaled her sword in the giant's smashed face. We can keep looking. I said, it's light now. We'll find her. No, we won't, Grover said miserably. It happened just as it was supposed to. What are you talking about? I demanded. He looked up at me with big watery eyes. The prophecy. One shall be lost to the land without rain. Why hadn't I seen it? Why had I let her go instead of me? Here we were in the desert, and Bianco the Angelo was gone. Oh my god. That was, that was such a bad one. God, I mean, this Bianco's death is gonna roll around through in the entire series. Oh god. She was a good one. She was a good character. And I hate when characters just get killed off. God, it's like a personal punch to the chest. <sighs> okay, I'll let you guys get over it. Stay tuned next Sunday, only on the Prissy Jackson podcast. <laughs>